What is our work? As believers, how are we to understand and participate in work? In Genesis, God's creation of all there is is described as work. So work can be divine, creative, part of God's mission. Adam is given work to do in the garden, and it was good. So work can be God-given and even sacred. Then, after humans break the only rule they've been given, their work is complicated by thorns and thistles. So we know that work can be a hardship. And now, we have in this letter to the Thessalonians that work is part of being a Christian community. Writing to a community of believers, the letter says, anyone unwilling to work should not eat. For we hear that some of you are living in idleness, mere busybodies, not doing any work. It sounds like the work is a requirement of participating in that community. Moreover, here in the letter to the Thessalonians, we are told there is a connection between work and being allowed to eat. And I have to say that reading that part of the passage made me a little bit upset, a little angry even. After all, throughout the ministry of Jesus, he teaches by word and example that we are to feed anyone who is hungry without question there is no requirement that people do anything in order to come to Jesus' table, only that they be hungry. So what are we to make of this apparent contradiction? I want to be clear about the things that this passage from the second letter to the Thessalonians doesn't mean. This passage is not about public policy. It's addressed specifically to believers in a Christian community. And that's important because this passage has, in fact, been used to justify requirements for food assistance for the poor. And that is, in my opinion, a wrong use of this scripture. The authors of this letter are not saying we should shun those who don't work. All believers are worthy of inclusion in the community, even when they incur consequences for their bad behavior. The letter is not addressing those who are unable to work or, as in our time, cut off from work opportunities. And the letter is not addressing what we might call in our time a Protestant work ethic, which, very broadly speaking, values individual work as a sign of one's election to salvation and equates idleness with sinfulness. And at the time of this letter, that was not the people's understanding of work at all. So what do they mean when they're talking about work? And the letter talks about idleness. What do they mean by that? Well, here are some possibilities. The believers in Thessalonica lived in circumstances very different from ours. For one thing, they were trying to maintain and grow a new Christian community, and at the same time, they faced persecution. 
It was very like the persecution Jesus describes in our gospel today. Their work included both the regular efforts to put food on their tables and their missionary work to keep bread on the Lord's table. In both cases, they were working together. They were sharing everything that they had. They supported one another and they relied on cooperation with each other. Now it seems that there were some in the community who believed that the coming of Christ was so imminent that they need not continue working. So they just stopped. And we know this from the letter itself, which offers solace for those experiencing persecution and also warns them not to be sidetracked by false teaching to the effect that the day of the Lord is already here. And that brings us to idleness, which is a complicated word in this letter. I am quite certain there were people in this community, as in ours, as in every community of human beings, people who were idle, people who didn't pull their weight, as it were, and in the context of this community, to be idle, to refrain from work, would affect the entire community in a negative way. However, there is another possible meaning. The word translated here as idle from the Greek can also mean disorderly or irresponsible. So rather than or in addition to talking about people who are lazy, the letter might be pointing to people who are interfering with the work of other people, disrupting their community work. And this would go along with the letter's mention of the idlers being busybodies. They're meddling, and that's very different from being inactive. With this new understanding, what can we now see that the letter is saying to us? I don't think it's about a work requirement for food, but rather a requirement that people in Christian community be engaged in shared work for God's mission. When it comes to being the church, we are to work cooperatively for a common mission, God's mission, and not for our own needs and our own desires. There are and there will always be people in human communities who only work for their own well-being and their own acclaim, not for the community itself. And even when that work is as holy as working for the kingdom of God, you will find this going on. But the work Jesus has given us to build one another up and share the good news is a team sport, you might say. It requires all of us working together. And not only because it takes all of us to get the work done, but also because togetherness, community, is the point. Our work is to be in communion with one another and with God. In communion. In a way, if you undermine this work or drop out of it altogether, you're starving yourself. So what is our work? If we go all the way back to Genesis for our understanding of work, we can see a connection to the work of God in creation, 
the work given to humanity, and then fast-forwarding the work of the Thessalonians in building their community. The first work is God's work in creation and Adam's invitation to participate in that work. That work is good and part of what it means to be in communion with God. We participate in God's activity in the world. Even when that work becomes toil, when hardships rise up between us and our work, we are still supposed to labor for the cause of supporting our life together. And this is as true for the Thessalonians as it was for Adam. The thorns and thistles they face are persecution, and yet they labor on with their community for the mission of the gospel. Today, here at St. Mark's in Austin in 2022, we also have work to do. And not just the work in our offices or schools. Our common work is to share the good news of Jesus Christ, to let all who listen know they are loved and worthy of love. This work brings us into communion with each other and with God. It looks like caring for the sick, feeding the hungry, visiting the lonely, like teaching each other and supporting one another. This work feels like taking what we learn here with each other out into the world. In our work, we encounter thorns and thistles, sometimes in the form of hatred and violence, sometimes in the form of selfishness and greed, sometimes, honestly, in the form of idleness and disorderliness amongst ourselves. The word to the believers in Thessalonica is a word to us as well. Brothers and sisters, do not be weary in doing what is right. Our work is to be in communion with each other and with God and to invite others into that communion too. Amen. <laughs>